a car that captures carbon as it drives. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Instead of going public, you could say we're going purpose. That's what Yvonne Chouinard announced on the Patagonia website, a company he started 50 years ago. He and his family donated all their stock, about $3 billion worth, to fight the climate crisis and protect undeveloped land. Patagonia will maintain its business, selling shirts, jackets, and ski wear with some fabric made out of recycled plastic bottles, but it will be owned and directed by two organizations. Annual profits of about $100 million a year will be distributed to environmental causes. Some have described Chenard as an eccentric. He used to spend more than 200 nights a year sleeping outdoors, and he lived in his car as a pioneering rock climber in Yosemite Valley during the 1960s, eating cat food out of damaged cans he bought for a nickel each. At 83, he still drives a beat-up Subaru with a surfboard on top. Five years ago, when he was listed in Forbes magazine as one of the world's richest people, Chenard felt it was a sign that he had failed his mission to make the world a better and fairer place. He then made it his mission to give his company away. It's not clear who or what will be the recipient of Patagonia's profits to fight climate change. In the past, the company has donated about 1% of earnings, mainly to grassroots organizations. Seafood is one of the most traded commodities in the world, and it's susceptible to fraud. To address the problem, a team of researchers from Australia have figured out a way akin to using fingerprints to trace chemicals in fish bones and shells of many marine species to stop illegal and unsustainable fishing. The chemicals can show where the fish have been living and their origins. Some seafood suppliers deceive businesses and consumers about where fish are caught, and some products are substituted with lower quality or from places that have fewer regulations about sustainability. The researchers say that poor quality seafood can contain pathogens and fewer nutrients. The nutritional content of seafood and its carbon footprint was the subject of other new research. Herring, mackerel, anchovies, and other fish living near the ocean's surface have more nutrients than beef, pork, or chicken, and they generate fewer greenhouse gas emissions than livestock. About one-third of global greenhouse gases come from food production, and almost half of those are from livestock farming. The researchers say that while plant-based diets are a good alternative to eating meat, blue diets, those based on seafood, are often overlooked. A prototype car developed in the Netherlands sucks. Carbon dioxide, that is. The zero-emission mobility vehicle, named ZEM, was built by students in TU Ekomotive at Eindhoven University of Technology, and it captures CO2 as it drives. The battery-powered EV uses direct air capture technology that filters and stores carbon dioxide. The team estimates that 10 cars driving around 20,000 miles a year would suck up over 40 pounds of CO2 annually, translating to the amount sequestered by one tree, a number that would really add up if their concept caught on with automakers. The sporty two-seater is intended to be zero emission, not only by capturing carbon, but also by making its manufacturing process as low emission as possible. 
Although electric vehicles don't emit CO2, battery production is polluting, and it can take driving tens of thousands of miles before EVs achieve what's called carbon parity with their gas-powered counterparts. To make ZEM truly sustainable, its components are 3D printed using recycled plastic, which can be shredded and reused at the end of its life. ZEM is currently on tour around the U.S., where the team hopes to inspire other students and perhaps capture the attention of automakers with their direct capture coupe. And finally, basking sharks are so named for their inclination to bask in warm waters near the ocean's surface to filter feed off plankton. The creatures grow close to 40 feet long and can be solitary and cover long distances. So when it comes to romance, how does a basking shark find love? According to a new study, they turn to speed dating. Scientists in Ireland documented rarely observed circling behaviors where basking sharks slowly swam in levels of a three-tiered dance. The groups had equal numbers of males and females who were definitely not feeding. Some of the females changed their body color to be paler than males, something often seen during courtship in other shark species to signal a willingness to mate. As the sharks gracefully passed each other, sizing each other up as the one, they gently touched each other's fins and bodies, and within minutes, mated. Basking sharks were hunted throughout much of the 20th century for their liver oil to be used in lamps, lubricants, and cosmetics, and currently they're categorized as endangered in the Northeast Atlantic and North Pacific Oceans. The researchers hope their findings can help identify and protect other courtship sites around the world to ensure this gentle giant's love dance can continue. That's it for this week in water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.